Welcome to Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla, where it's you who sets the conversation. Join us for the next hour as we take a fresh look at how we think about spirituality. Welcome everybody to Fresh Thinking. This Thursday afternoon, it's actually quite a special date on the Chabad calendar, but I've got to tell you, it's a pretty heavy day, a pretty heavy day in Johannesburg. We've lost a very, very significant person, one of those individuals who was so incredibly humble, and I, I don't think other than behind the scenes, people will realize what kind of an impact he made on this community. So I'd like to dedicate today's today's Fresh Thinking show for the elevation of an Eshama from Michoel Aharon ben Mota Beryl, an individual who will be sorely, sorely, sorely missed here in, in Joburg, I think throughout the country and probably in other places around the world, I think. Many people around the world will be very, very taken and unsettled by his passing. So we wish the family strength and comfort and please God good things. And I can tell you one thing about Michal Aaron Ben Motaberil, that he absolutely, absolutely hung on to every single word of any Torah learning that was ever done. So if we can dedicate some study that we'll do here together on his behalf, I think it'd be incredibly, incredibly meaningful. And uh, if you if you knew him and you'd like to just share a thought uh, or a tribute, maybe it's premature because it's before the funeral, but, you know, you can do so. And if you know who I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. So our numbers are 34519 for SMSs, 0618951019. That's the telegram line. And then, of course, Lines are always open on social media, both on Twitter and on Facebook, either myself, Rabbi Shish on Twitter, Chai FM on either Facebook or Twitter. So, yeah, it's interesting and ironic. Interesting and ironic because over the last week or so, probably since the beginning of this week, I've been engaged in an ongoing conversation, part of which I'd like to share with you today. And I'd, I'd love to get some feedback from you if, if you have feedback to share. The conversation about, I think everybody's a little overwhelmed. I think there's a lot of negativity. I think many people are feeling down. And not everybody, obviously. Some people have kept their equilibrium and some people are in a good space. But many, many people are feeling down. And that's why it's ironic because I had intended to discuss this today. And against the backdrop of uh, this, this tragic news that we've heard today, of a young, a young guy and, um, you know, you just suddenly realize how people, people are struggling and there's heavy stuff out there. So it's ironic that this should be the conversation. So the conversation I've had over the last few days is around everybody's feeling overwhelmed to a greater or less extent. Some people are just feeling pressure because it's the end of the year and we've lost a lot of time during the course of the year and trying to get their businesses back into us, into a healthy space. And other people are just washed out from this lengthy pandemic that does not seem to be going away. In fact, looks like the numbers, unfortunately, are picking up again in in Johannesburg, in our Jewish community, generally in the country. I speak from first-hand experience, in fact, sitting right now in quarantine because uh, we have a family member who's tested positive. And so if you do hear anybody playing strange music in the background or kids yelling at each other, that's because we're all in this together. We're all in this quarantine. So People are feeling a little bit down, and the truth is, it's probably 
even from before the pandemic, and it might not disappear and clear up once we're out of the pandemic. So the conversation I've been having is, look, sometimes you'll hear people speak about creating a brains trust. We need to get a whole lot of people together, smart people, put them in a room, and allow them the opportunity to brainstorm, allow them the opportunity to innovate, allow them the opportunity to throw around all kinds of ideas in the hope that this brains trust would be able to innovate, open our eyes, open our minds, introduce us to different thought processes. Or sometimes you might even just talk about simple financial trust. You know, we need to be able to create a trust because there's somebody who needs to be cared for financially or because we want to create a charity or whatever the case is. And it feels like in today's world with everything that's going on and the heaviness that seems to pervade society right across the board, and everybody who thinks I don't want to go down the whole immigration conversation, but anybody who thinks you get on a plane and you go somewhere else in the world, everybody's happy over there. That's quite delusional and pretty short-sighted because the reality is we live in a world where there is an overwhelming sense of dread about all kinds of things. So I think we need to somehow create in our own lives, just as you might create a brain stress if you wanted to launch a product, start a business, find a cure for a dread disease – feel we need to start a positivity trust. And I'm not quite sure exactly how you're supposed to do that. That's why it's something that we should talk about. I have some ideas. I imagine you have ideas as well. And that's why it's a conversation. And it's been an interesting conversation over the last few days. And I imagine it's going to continue over many days, weeks, and possibly months to come because it's such a central issue. So if you were, if you were trying to create a positivity trust, you're trying to create a resource from where you could draw and share positivity. You could share optimism. You could share a more upbeat approach to life. Well, how would you do it? How would you create such a positivity trust? What are the resources that you would need? Who are the people that you would need? I'd be interested to know if there's somebody who jumps out into your mind and say, here's somebody who I believe should be part of some kind of a global positivity trust. Or alternatively, you might say, here's a, a, a little tidbit that I read or a meditation that I use or a lecture that I heard that just helped me to keep positive, to stay as, as uh, <laughs> I was corrected early, early on in the pandemic. I said uh, on my, fa on my WhatsApp status, I said, stay positive. And somebody said, actually, this is the one time where you don't really want to be positive. So I changed it to, Stay negative and be positive or something to that effect. In other words, how do you do it? How, how, you know, you look around, there's some people that seem to be a reservoir of positivity, no matter what they're going through. And there are many people out there who are really going through real stuff, really. And some people go through real stuff, very, very difficult stuff. And somehow they still remain bright eyed, optimistic about the future level-headed, they still have a joie de vivre. And, and you, you ask yourself, how do they do that? So we'd like to dip into that positivity trust, bearing in mind, of course, that a Jewish mindset is very much an optimistic mindset. In spite of everything that we have been through as a nation, and we've been through the mill, we have experienced every kind of disappointment, every kind of abuse, every kind of 
natural disaster. We've, we've been through it all as a Jewish community. We still remain positive. When I say remain positive, I don't mean that every single person does, but collectively as a community, what are we always talking about? The future. What are we always looking towards and aspiring for? The messianic age. There's a sense of it will get better or as the cliche goes, in the end it will all be okay. And if it's not yet okay, then it's not yet the end. So where do you create or how do you create this positivity trust? I think it's needed and worth discussing. And I'm sure that you have thoughts. Every one of us does and ideas. Please share them with us. Use social media as your channel of communication, if you prefer, Facebook, Twitter. Otherwise, you can find us on Telegram on 0618951019 or just send the good old-fashioned SMS 34519. This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. So here we are. Here we are talking about how to create a positivity trust. Not so easy, I suppose, to do. Not so easy when you consider that not everybody's feeling so positive, whether that be locally, whether that be abroad. People are not feeling all that positive. So, uh, you know, how do you do it? Here's the first thought. I mean, obviously, you have to create some kind of set of resources. You want to have this so-called positivity trust. You have to create a set of resources. But I think before we get to the resources, possibly one of the most valuable, meaningful things is to pay attention to the word, to the phrase. What do we call it? Positivity? Trust. And trust is a big word in Judaism, you see. Because in Judaism we speak about faith, which in Hebrew is called emunah. Faith means I believe that there is a God. Faith means I believe that God created the world. Faith means that I believe that God creates the world on an ongoing basis. Faith means that I believe that God directs the world and nothing is accidental, nothing is by chance. It's what we call divine providence. That's all faith and we tend, almost naturally, we tend to have faith. Trust is a different situation altogether. Trust, which in Hebrew is called bitachon, which comes from the word betach, something is absolutely certain. That's a totally different headspace, a different psychology, a different technology. Trust. So positivity is linked to trust. Uh, maybe explain exactly what that means. So let's say you go to the doctor. The doctor tells you, listen, you've got this particular infection. You take this particular medication for this amount of time, and then you'll be fine. So there you go. You trust him or her. You trust the doctor. You've told me that if I follow this particular course of medication, I'm do I know anything about medicine? Not really. Have I got a pharmaceutical degree or a medical degree? No, absolutely not. So why do I feel better having been prescribed the medication? Because I trust. I trust that the doctor went to medical school, did all of those, those years of study in order to know exactly this. Not only that, they read up on Medical updates, medical journals, they know exactly what's flying. So the doctor told me that this is what I need to do. And the doctor assured me that if I do this, I'm going to be fine. Hey, I'm good. So positivity is very strongly linked with trust. The person is capable of trusting, then they're capable of being positive. And there are many, many other examples, right? 
you do the same thing, I suppose, with a financial advisor. So I'm not a big whiz on finances. I've got a little bit of money. I need to know what to do with it. Excuse me. Mr. Financial Advisor, please help me. Tell me what I should do with this. You go and says, invest in this particular investment. Okay, fine. Take your money. You put it in that investment. Why do you do that? Because you feel positive. We're not talking about somebody who's just going to gamble, somebody who's going to make reckless decisions. You've gone to a person who you feel that you could trust. And because you feel that you could trust them, therefore, you go ahead and you feel optimistic. You feel positive about the outcome of this particular investment. And it may even be as simple as the fact that you get onto an airplane. And, okay, yes, of course, some people have fear of flying, and it's a real thing, and you have to find a way to, to circumvent that if you actually want to get onto a plane. But I, I know for me, I get onto the plane, it's the most relaxing thing in the world because I don't have to worry about a thing. I'm up in the plane. Nobody can bother me. They've closed the doors. The phone is off. It's peaceful. I don't have to worry about how I'm getting to my destination. I, I've done what I had to do. I booked the ticket, packed my bags, arrived at the airport on time, went through security without sending off any alarms. So that's great. Now I'm in my seat. I have done what I need to do. Now I trust that the pilot sitting up front, the co-pilot, and whoever else is involved in this process, the air traffic controllers, they, they know what they're doing. So I trust them. Because if I don't trust them, I'm going to go nuts on that entire flight. Oh my gosh, what was that bump? Uh, why is this thing beeping? Is that normal? You know, you can drive yourself absolutely crazy. But at the end of the day, I trust. I trust that the people up front in that cockpit, they actually know what they're doing. And so I can afford to relax. So it's interesting that the language that we use is you talk about a brain's trust. A brain's trust, I don't have to trust the brains in my brain's trust. I hope that I could trust them. <laughs> That's why I've invited them to be part of this brain's trust because I want their views. I also have a brain of my own, which means that I may or may not accept what they have to say. Whereas a positivity trust, I think, is a big clue. It's a great hint of what it is that you're looking to achieve. Trust in those who control more correctly. Trust in he who controls. And therefore, I can feel positive because I, I know that I'm in good hands. Great message over here on Telegram from Baylor who says, we're talking about what would you need in order to create this positivity trust. So Baylor says, you need a daily credit list in the morning. It sets you up for the day. It's a wonderful thought, eh? A daily credit list. The Telegram message continues. Think of and write down 10 things. So the format goes like this. I credit myself and thank you, God, for the willingness, the power, energy, etc. to, and then you put in whatever small actions you took yesterday. And then read the list back to yourself. You conclude that you're a little bit marvelous, as is the world, as is the big boss. <laughs> I love that, a little bit marvelous. That's such a lovely expression. So what's the point? The point is that you don't deny your success. You don't deny the value of your efforts. So you're giving yourself credit for that. And at the same time, you're not taking full credit because that's incredibly important not to take full credit. Then you realize that there are, there's another force. You realize that you're on his good graces. You recognize that things don't just happen because I will them to happen, but because he blesses them to happen. And that helps to create both positivity and trust. I think there's a lovely insight um, that Baylor has sent in. 
And I wonder if it's, uh, I wonder how many people do something like that. Maybe 10 items is even too much. Maybe, maybe you've got to do three. Maybe in the morning you've got to just credit yourself for three things that you achieved properly yesterday. And, and by the way, don't think that this is a concept of arrogance or losing your way and becoming full of yourself or any of that nonsense. Because bear in mind that one of the super weapons of our so-called Yetzirah, which is effectively our spiritual Achilles heel, is to try to convince us that we're failures. Try to convince us that we don't make a difference and that we don't grow. So the great enemy to positivity is over-analysis of our failures or too much focus and concentration on our failures. Like somebody sent me a thing yesterday that says, I've learned so much from my mistakes, I'm considering doing a whole lot more. <laughs> well, if you focus on the learning from your mistakes, that's great. And if you can laugh at your mistakes, it's also great. And if you can pat yourself on the back a little bit from time to time and say, I'm actually making progress and getting somewhere, that's also great. And it's not the same as runaway arrogance where a person's just going to become an objectionable human being. Okay, that was a great suggestion for a positivity trust, a daily credit list. Uh, I think it's really lovely. What else? What else could you suggest? I knew, I knew I could rely on the fresh thinking crowd that there'd always be something and not just something, but there'd always be things of absolute value and meaning. So thank you. Keep them coming. So it is fresh thinking. If you are just tuning in at this point in time, you are through our shift. We're together till just before three o'clock this afternoon. Fresh thinking is an opportunity for us to test how we think. Try and lateralize. Is there such a word? Lateralize our thinking. Open our minds and see things from a completely different perspective to what everybody else is doing. That's our goal over here. It's always a great interaction with you, with the very dedicated listeners and insightful listeners, I might say, of, of uh, Fresh Thinking. Because I know that there's always going to be some kind of great insight, although maybe I've stumped the crowd today. My question to you today was, if you had to set up what's what I'm calling a positivity trust, and maybe somebody else has a different name for it, which is fine. Positivity trust, meaning to say a, an environment within which or a trust from which you could draw positive energy, positive thinking. What or who would need to be part of your positivity trust? Um, I was suggesting before that trust is a big word over there because if a person can trust in the big boss, as Baylor called it earlier, the big boss, if you trust him, you will tend to be more positive because you'll know that you're headed in a healthy direction even if it doesn't always feel that way. Baylor's suggestion was a daily credit list that you start your day, right? You start your day, credit yourself for certain things and thank Hashem for the opportunity to have successfully done those things. It's quite a nice and balanced and a healthy way for a person to move forward. Yes, it's always nice when people say absolutely correct. Hey, thank you. <laughs> so we want to make a positivity trust. And you say absolutely correct. I definitely appreciate that. It's nice to get endorsements. But how's about some suggestions? What goes into the positivity trust? I'm going to pick up for a second on what Baylor said about this credit list in the morning. Earlier today, somebody sent a message because of this tragic loss that I mentioned earlier. And they sent a message that they had shared with their children. It was the message of when you say Mode Ani in the morning, when you thank God for the fact that you have woken up in the morning, don't just rattle it off. 
as we tend to do. Like many of our prayers, because we're just so fluent, we're so used to saying them, that we don't feel that we need to pay all that much attention. We just rattle them off. We say the prayer. Right? As you wake up, you kick straight into Modani state, and, and, and that's what you do. So, I thought it was quite insightful. Here's an individual who's just heard of a tragic loss, and their first reaction was, tell your children, Modani, thank you, God, when I wake up in the morning. And I would absolutely prioritize that into this priority trust, into this positivity trust, is a gratitude statement to God as you start your day. That's before you check your WhatsApp. That's before you put on your slippers. That's before you brush your teeth. That's before you check the weather. The first thing, I think it's amazing that as Jewish people, that's how we have been trained. But the very, very first thing that we do every single day is to make a declaration of gratitude. And it's not an ordinary declaration of gratitude. I'm grateful for the fact that, you know how people often say, I'm grateful for the blue sky and I'm grateful for the fact that I have a roof over my head and I'm grateful for the fact that I have food in the fridge. That's later. That's coming later. The first thing, before you get into the detail, it's a shift, it's a mind shift, and everybody will agree that the way, the mindset you begin your day with is going to have a tremendous impact on the nature of the rest of your day. So if you could start your day with a very healthy mindset, it's going to have tremendous influence on the rest of your day and possibly the rest of your week, actually. So modernity is not, it's not just to say I'm thankful for this, that, and I'll tell you what's wrong with Saying I'm thankful for this, not what's wrong. Obviously, it's appropriate to say I'm thankful for this, that, and the other. But the weakness of saying I'm thankful for this, that, and the other is there are certain days where maybe I don't feel that or perhaps I don't have it. So the person that gets up every single day and says, I'm grateful for the fact that I have a loving family. Well, what happens if there's a bit of a breakdown within the family? Now, that's been taken away from me, right? So what gave me my sense of self, what gave me my stability on my two feet was this healthy, happy Support a family, and, and at the moment it's not feeling so supportive, so I'm not feeling so stable. Or the person who says, I'm so grateful to live in a beautiful country like South Africa where you have blue skies so much of the year and such beautiful temperate weather. And then you get this icy blast and this overcast somewhere in the middle of July, August, and you think, why do I live in this country? You know, that's how people respond. So before we get into the details, this initial gratitude, Modani, it effectively says, hang on a second, I'm not just grateful for things that I have, which effectively puts me into the center. And whenever I'm in the center, I'm, in a, I'm actually in a very vulnerable place because being in the center could mean that, hey, why, why is nobody looking at the center anymore? Why, why is nobody supplying what I need in the center? So, Modani is the switch that says, I am absolutely grateful to God for the fact that he put me back on this earth again today because that means that God feels I have something of value to contribute to the world today. Now, that valuable thing might be as massive as finding a cure for a dread disease or it might be as simple as the fact that I'm the person who smiled at some stranger today and it was exactly what they needed to restore their faith in themselves. I don't know. Or it might just be the fact that what I did today is I went through a day of work and earned an honest salary. And that is a contribution of note and of value to the world. 
So you and I don't get to see what this major value um, uh, that we have is. But the fact that Hashem woke us up this morning, because we don't choose to wake up, right? We set alarms. We don't choose to wake up. There are people every single day, God forbid, who don't get up. So, Modani, I wake up in the morning. This is this is the start of my positivity trust. It's the first item I've got to put into my kit. It's the first piece that I have to have. Acknowledge, if I am here right now, that means that infinite God who knows everything from the beginning to end of time, who understands me better than I'll ever understand myself, who has orchestrated my circumstances, believes absolutely that I'm worthwhile, that I have something to contribute. That will help me to feel positive. That will propel me to do positive. And by the way, doing positive is probably one of the most valuable ways to feel positive. What would you add if you were building a positivity trust? Who would you include in your positivity trust? Three, four, five, one, nine, for good old SMSs. Telegram is 0618951019. And you know where to find us on social media. So go ahead, find us. This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. So, you know, it's, it is interesting that when you talk about positivity, positive energy, positive thinking, optimism, all that kind of thing, we focus very strongly on the thinking, which is appropriate because where your thoughts are will become where you live. They define your reality. Yet at the same time, in Judaism, we have an expression, that sometimes doing things is the way. So rather than waiting to feel positive, sometimes you've got to do something in order to be positive and in order to generate positive energy. And I remember the story of two couples who were battling infertility. This must have been in the 70s or 80s. And within a short period of time, both couples had gone to the Lubavitcher Rebbe. They went for a blessing. They wanted to, to be blessed with children. And in a short time, nine months to a year afterwards, the one couple, thank God, was blessed with a child, and the other was still battling. And it turns out that the one, the couple that had been blessed with a child, as soon as they received the blessing from the Rebbe, immediately went out and bought a pram, as they call it in America, a baby carriage. That's the translation of positive thinking into positive action, which generates positive energy. If you're going to create a positivity trust, a big part of that is going to require action, doing positive things. And it's really interesting. Somebody said to me today, I was talking to a fellow earlier today. He was involved in a, a very interesting incident where, without getting into all the details, but he basically hounded a whole lot of people over a short period of time to all pool together in order to help somebody who needed help. And he said to me afterwards, he says, you know, Doing kindness and doing something positive is exhausting, but so exhilarating. And I think that's, that's it, exactly. When a person's not feeling positive, they tend to feel quite exhausted. Everything is overwhelming. Everything is a schlep. And when you start to do things that generate a positive energy, so it takes a tremendous amount of startup energy because you don't necessarily feel that when you're not necessarily in that headspace. So you've got to really move yourself. But once you start to move, it's quite something how strong the payback is. 
how quickly you begin to feel so invigorated. So if you want to build this positivity trust, it can't live in the world of the abstract and the theoretical. It has to live in the world of, of things that you actually do. Which brings me to Rene's comment. Very interesting and quite a smart, insightful comment. So my question is, if you were to create a positivity trust, what or who would you include? Uh, Rene wants to address the who. So Rene says, I would include everyone, even those who are not positive. So maybe, just maybe, they would get a little spark and find their spiritual light. Nice, right? Because there's the thing. We often place people into boxes and we just leave them un in certain definitions. This is the grumpy old person. That's the upbeat person. And Rene's saying, one second, who says you have to leave them that way? Bring people of all types into your positivity trust. Why should you be the only one to benefit? Let other people also feel the love. Let other people also be uplifted. You know what's interesting about that? It reminds me of that story. It's an incredibly moving but very insightful story of the young boy. I think he was young, a boy at the time, and he was in one of the cattle cars on the way to one of the concentration camps. And it was bitterly, bitterly, bitterly cold. And you couldn't see anything in the, in the cattle car, but there was an individual from his town one of the older people in the town, very respected individual, might have been the rabbi at the time, I don't remember exactly. And this fellow was clearly not going to survive in this frigid cattle car. So this young man, young boy, teenager, whatever he was, spent the entire night massaging and rubbing this person's hands and back and just trying to keep circulation going. And it's an incredible story because it's a fellow who I believe is still alive. Because when they arrived at the concentration camp, it turns out that every person in that cattle car had frozen to death during the course of the night, with one exception, and that was the fellow who was working so hard to try and warm this other man. And it's so incredibly insightful because you want to be positive. The way to be positive is to share positivity. You know, otherwise we all freeze up. So when you share positivity, when you try and get others to be infused, it automatically has an impact on you. And I'm not talking about where a person gets up and, you know, just makes statements that don't necessarily, they don't necessarily mean. Talk about people who really, you know, let's try and help lift people's spirits. You always, always land up lifting yourself. Although he has a different Rene who says, I hear what you're saying. I always try to see the good in every situation, but the situation is not always always good and it becomes difficult to see the good and that's honest you want to talk about a positivity trust you need to be honest it's not la la land positivity trust is not to go pop a whole bunch of happy pills positivity trust means we work through the things that are hard and we don't pretend that they're not hard at least that's how i see it and perhaps you see it differently and that's fine because then you could comment as well but the way i see it it's you you actually feel the pain you acknowledge the challenge. You push through the difficulty and still remain positive. I think people make that mistake of thinking that if I am positive, then naturally I'm okay or I'm desensitized to the pain or I'm just such a happy clapper that I don't have to worry about the reality of what's going on. And I don't think that's what optimism is. I definitely don't think that's what positivity is. 
There's a saying from the third Rebbe of Chabad. To me, it's a guiding light saying. It's been one of my favorite sayings for decades. And literally, it's something I try to think about all the time. And the saying is, Tracht gut, vet sein gut. And that's definitely inside my positivity trust or positivity chest or positivity account or whatever you want to call it. That saying, Tracht gut, vet sein gut. Think good and it will be good. Now, if you have to be told that, if you have to be told to think good, and this goes to Rene's point, if you have to be told to think good, then the implication is that that's not where you naturally find yourself. That means that you're currently in a headspace that you're not thinking positive. It means you're currently in a headspace where you're feeling overwhelmed, anxious, depressed, disappointed, whichever particular emotion it might be. And so you're working on yourself. Tracht good. Just like I said at the beginning, positivity, trust. That positivity comes from having trust in God. That is not a natural position. It takes work. It takes focus. It takes investment. It takes tenacity. It doesn't just happen. But like anything else in Judaism, the blessings come to the people who do the hard lift, the heavy lifting. Blessings don't just fall on your head. You have to create the environment for a blessing. And when it's hard to be positive, and nevertheless, you push forward to be positive. You open the channel for positive things to happen. This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. So we're talking about a so-called positivity trust. We're talking about the possibility or the responsibility that each of us has just to create an environment of positive energy so that even when life gives us hard knocks, because I think that's the point, right? I think the point is don't expect that being positive means that there won't be hard knocks. No, it's when the hard knocks come that we could and should and will Remain positive. And, and just to that point, and I noticed that somebody posted right now on Facebook, unrelated to the, to the uh, show, but related to this, um, this individual who passed away today. You know, just part of being positive is don't lecture people about being positive. Don't, don't go say something, you know, you really keep your chin up and that kind of, but reach, reach out to them in a meaningful way. If you know that somebody's going through something that is rough, if you know that somebody is for in whichever way, and, and don't kid yourself, in the last almost two years, so many people who we know are struggling in so many ways. Don't tell them be positive. Don't tell them think good. Don't tell them it's going to improve. Just reach out and, and touch them in a meaningful way, in a caring way. That's absolutely without a question how a person makes positivity in their own life and certainly in somebody else's life. Like the, like the guy rubbing and rubbing the limbs of this freezing old man and, and actually landing up keeping himself alive. You know, reaching out, that should be in our positivity trust account, whatever you want to call it, just to, to reach out and add positive energy to other people. It will only bring positive energy to ourselves. And exactly on that line, there's another Telegram message from Baylor who says, Regarding breath, especially during COVID, exhale and try to prevent yourself from inhaling. Hold the exhalation for as long as you can. Eventually, you have to inhale. Who or what power overrides my will to control my in-breath and insist that I receive another breath? Okay, it's very interesting, right? Interesting little exercise to do. 
just to recognize the fact that, oh, I think I'm so much in control and really I'm not. So you always hear people talk about breathing exercises and how healthy and valuable they are. But this is a great perspective that I had honestly never thought of before. You actually don't get to control your breath. Good indicator of the fact that there is a being in control, an almighty in control. And so if you trust that he is in control, things will be good. So I think that the uh, the take-home from today is we should all be working to create our own positive tr- positivity trust or positivity account or positivity group or whatever it is that you want to call positivity reservoir. We should all be working to do it. And, and the ways to do it are to create trust in God, to tell yourself that if you think good, it will please God be good. Big, big part of it, reach out to other people and bring positive energy into their space. Because you're 100% guaranteed of one thing. You will bring positivity to them. And you might get a bonus, positivity of your own. It's been great. It's been great. Heavy day for me, I must be honest. But it's been great to spend time with you. And thank you for all the insight and the um, the wisdom that you have shared today, as always. Until next time, have a great Shabbos. Stay safe and stay sane.